Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Colorado Business Roundtable, Profits and Purpose. And I'm really excited to welcome Scott McKenzie to our podcast today. Scott is the creator of the Industrial Talk podcast and has been a friend of Colorado Business Roundtable for many years through our mutual friendship with Gail Denninger, the founder of the Roundtable. So welcome, Scott. Great to have you on. Absolute honor to be on this particular podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good. Well, I, I appreciate your energy. Three um, loves in that, baby. Three loves in that. Three loves in that particular intro. I love Only it. three? <laughs> I love it. Four. <laughs> hey, I'm, I share your celebration of men and women in industry. Yeah. One of the things we do, of course, with Colorado Business Roundtable is talk about multiple industries, everything from technology and manufacturing and finance and aerospace. And I'm excited to hear more about what you're building with the Industrial Talk podcast. But before we get into that, yeah. tell us more about you. How did you end up? Um, what's your journey? What's your professional journey? How did you end up doing what you're doing today? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, it started, I got my sort of industrial chops when I uh, was in a alignment, a transmission lineman with Southern California Edison. So I was climbing poles, setting poles, doing all that stuff. And at the same time, became a journeyman and learned a lot about the utility industry. You start fast forwarding through it. I was a managing director with Price Waterhouse. We were in the supply chain group, which focused in on utilities. And then I uh, was a the president of a bulk liquid terminal company. And we took that company public. And then uh, after that, uh, I started an industrial maintenance company. And nobody likes to talk about maintenance. It has to be done, but nobody likes to talk about it. So I got frustrated because I wanted to talk about maintenance, but nobody wants to talk about maintenance. And therefore started the Industrial Talk podcast, which the name says it's itself. It's Industrial Talk. And the reason behind that is to be able to have really meaningful conversations in an environment such as a podcast that talks about the wonderful things that are taking place in industry and celebrating the women and men of industry. Because from my perspective, and I didn't know this, I just wanted to be able to have a conversation with other industries. I've just come to realize, Debbie, that when you start bringing out the human element of these individuals, we are all human, hmm. and uh, begin to celebrate what they do. There is a passion that they are truly changing lives in the community, and yet that story doesn't get out as, as much as we should. And so I, I geek out quite quickly on what is taking place in industry, which is a really an exciting time. So I, I'll cover in this, in my latest role as host of Industrial Talk, I cover it all. If it's industry, yeah, I'm talking about it. Scott, tell me what you mean by industry, because it's interesting, your past, it sounds like you were really, you know, you had real skills, you know, to work on, um, like you said, polls and, you know, have kind of those, you know, skills-based jobs, you know, is such an interesting avenue. But then going to PricewaterhouseCoopers seems like a different um, set. No, and, and in fact, when we would do that within the Price Waterhouse management consulting side, we would work closely with these organizations. In that particular case, transmission organizations that are looking to better manage their asset base, right? Uh, deploy the technology that is needed to be able to do that effectively, 
Uh, now I'm talking many years ago. So today the, the technology is a little bit more user-friendly than it was back then. But the reality is, is that you still need to manage those assets, those transformers and everything. And for me, my background, I understood the drivers of that operation and be able to take that insight and put it into more of a technology-driven uh, solution. So there is a marriage, and and the reality, that's what's taking place today within industry. Now, when I say industry, I talk, it could be water, it could be oil and gas, it could be manufacturing. It's it's meant to be a macro level, and then you can start to drill into the micro portion of those topics. But it's my background that gives me the ability to be able to have these conversations. I've changed to pump out. Yeah, I know what what you're talking about. I understand (laughs) Reliability. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I did it before. That's sort of the secret in this particular whole. It, it brings them out. I mean, it, they're doing great things out there. They're doing wonderful stuff, and it is. It's a so fabulous back, time. Back when you started the podcast, it was yep. still probably a relatively new vehicle for communicating, right? Yes, I think nowadays yes. people know about the. My kids send me podcast suggestions right. now to right. make sure I'm in the know and I get my updates you know, depending on specific subjects, but what was it like to start, you know, start a podcast? Because I would guess some of the first people you interviewed didn't really know what was happening. Like how did, how do they get on and talk about their industry? (laughs) That's an understatement. That's an absolute understatement. So you can recognize that sort of the pre pandemic time, right? I was a unicorn. I was an industrial unicorn. Uh, I was really the only one out there and uh, it was an interesting journey. So I made that decision. I was driving back from a client. And I said, doggone it. I was listening to a podcast. I said, I could do that. I don't know where it came from. I just said, I could do that. And so the journey began with Googling podcast equipment, right? And so that's where it started. And I came up with the mic and the mixer and all of the, the all of the cool tech that exists out there. And then I, I remember just accumulated. I have a website out there, Industrial Talk. That was a whole nother journey. So it's everything's like, oh, this is new. This is new. This is new. And so when I had it all together, I remember I sat there and, and I was sitting there in my house going, all right, I guess I got to do a podcast. What's the topic on? And so you just, and, and, and the reality is, is that you just move forward. If I listen to uh, my first podcast to where it is today, I would be horrified. <laughs> but fortunately, I don't and I don't want to. But it's a testament to just keep moving forward. And then all of a sudden, people start to get it. It's like you find the individuals. It's like, yeah, well, that's a cool topic. And I'm not picky in the sense in the beginning where you're saying, yeah, you want to talk about Yeah, I'll talk about that. Yeah, I'll, sure. And you just keep moving forward. And then you realize you're going, all right, all right, I'm, I'm getting this. Pandemic hits. And then all of a sudden, people are trying to figure out ways of getting their message out in a very creative and very uh, human way. And the podcast just pulls the human out, right? Yeah, you're human. Boom. And and uh, I never have the conversation anymore. And I mean anymore about Zoom, not being able to connect to Zoom because everybody knows how to connect to Zoom now. So my life became real easy. Before pandemic, I was, no, down, right, Go down to the, you know, they try to explain to them on how to get on the Zoom. Now it's like, yeah, no big deal. Get on the Zoom. All right. <laughs> I know it's it's a it's a to- totally different world. We'll see if I can hear my dog in the background as we're all 
trying to adapt, work from home, work from offices. I really understand that, Scott. We, I don't know that I knew how to do a Zoom webinar or a Zoom call until the pandemic hit. And then you better figure it out fast. And I suspect for podcasts too, you know, folks are used to connecting in person or at events or at meetings. And when that can't happen, what's going to fill its, what's going to fill the space? You still have to get that message out. You still got to talk about what's going on and you still, life goes on. And I think this is just me. This is me pushing the envelope, pre-pandemic sort of operating in like these little vacuums, right? Post-pandemic, Next normal, new normal, whatever world we're living in today, people are far more vulnerable. People are looking to collaborate. People are looking for help because people want to innovate and create more businesses, to create more resiliency in their business. Whatever happens in the future, we're ready. And I think that that conversation is very positive, very effective. And that is because of the pandemic and because people are trying to just survive, rebuild, and prosper. Well, and we've seen that certainly with our partners as well. You know, it's a time to take a deep breath, but then figure out how we can lean in more, as particularly around rebuilding the economy, suggestions for, you know, all this uh, interesting money, you know, coming from the federal government and, of course, state, state infrastructure money as well. But tell me more, how is COVID, besides increasing you know, your ability to find folks who are willing to be interviewed and perhaps even your metrics on how, on your reach. Mm-hmm. How else has COVID affected what you're doing with the podcast? I'll tell you right now, it's it's all wraps around innovation. I think that there is a real realization that business as usual is not a good strategy. Pre-pandemic, we were bringing our B game. We were bringing our C game. No big deal. We were just humming along. Post-pandemic, People started to have those real conversations around real innovations, being bold on how they look at their business. And they're looking for people to say, I want to be bolder in how I look at my business. I want to push the envelope. I want to be courageous because everybody, and I mean everybody, 100%, did not have global pandemic in their business continuity plan. They just didn't. And that's just like, boom, hit a lot of people big time. They do not want to go through that again, and they're still struggling. So I think the the real interest and the real energy is existing between people that want to truly are searching for education and stuff, like people that are really trying to push the envelope. This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it, and collaborating with like-minded, bold, brave, and courageous people to create a collaborative type of energy that's saying we're going to we're going to solve this together and then of course innovation that's how i see it completely it's it's gone from hey what are you doing hey that's great stuff that's fantastic to no we're doing things that are so unique so important so fascinating because we're pushing the envelope we're bold in you know, on the way we're looking at business that's how it is and so my reach has been far more global has been really interactive I think there's a numbness that exists out there, but it's still like, what do you mean by that? How do you, so there's an interaction and I think people are just more vulnerable. They Mm. just are searching for education, learning. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think what we've seen is, uh, you know, in a time of disruption that people couldn't predict unless you were watching, you know, some horror movie on TV that became (laughs) real. Uh, Disruption sort of brings opportunity for those who are willing to seize it. And uh, we've seen that too with businesses here 
that, that we're involved with, uh, you know, it's not just the challenges. How do we look at systems differently? How do we look at innovation differently, supply chain differently, all the things that are the typical business problem, but now we have a chance to rethink it and turn it on its head. For example, workforce. Workforce mm. will never be the same. Never. You know, people will have much more flexibility going forward. So what took a global pandemic to create a potential wonderful flip in the ability of corporations to see workforce differently. So I, I appreciate hearing those kinds of stories. And, and I, I also think the authenticity is really interesting Isn't it? that people have had to come together like they, yes. you know, there's still kind of um, a divisiveness that, of course, you know, I work in the public policy space. There's still some of that divisiveness. But I also agree, Scott, there's an authenticity that's really refreshing. I agree with you 100 percent. And it's nice because I like that human element that comes with being vulnerable, that authenticity that's saying, I I want to be a part of the solution. What do I do? And that's really a collaborative type of solution. I love the term disruptive. I love that because we are at that time. And I and I highly recommend people do not be afraid because we're in a really special, good, bad, whatever you might want to call it, but a special time where people will accept like a dog barking in the background. No big deal. <laughs> Nobody did it. It's like pre-pandemic, horrid. Horrified. Oh my gosh. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. It's a beautiful thing. Do not be afraid and do not be uh, frightened of what the future holds with all of these people or companies that are pushing the envelope on innovation. It's important. We've got to create a, a, a an economy that is far more resilient. You know what came out too is how fragile the supply chain is. It's just like, wow. I can't get my, we you know, get my toilet paper in America. What are you talking like, what, about? Like, what's what, that what? about? That's right. And it was just, yeah. okay, you don't want to do that again. What do we do? And we have smart people within industry that can come up with solutions that make our lives better. It's a fantastic time. What, Scott, has been the most challenging podcast for you? If I can think through mm. kind of the past pandemic time or what you're seeing in terms of innovation, something that surprised you or challenged you. Has well, there been a, one in particular that kind of comes to mind? Well, that's a that's an interesting one because there's there's nuggets within that statement. Like challenges, we can't find people to fill our warehouse, right? And I don't have an answer to that, but they always go down the road of what innovative solution can we, and that's autonomous, you know, forklifts, whatever it might be. I think from my perspective and what creates a little agitation inside of me is the speed at which innovation is going within industry. Two years ago, three years ago, it was like, yeah, we're in, uh, we're, we're doing IoT stuff, Industry 4.0. And then the next year, it's like, oh, we're, we're on version 20 right now. And I said, well, I haven't even looked at version one, and you're on version 20. I believe, and this is my biggest challenge, is that I believe that there's going to be a greater gap between the the, the countries that can afford and take advantage of the innovation and the countries that will lag behind. There's a greater gap. What do we do to be able to bring everybody forward with all this wonderful thinking to help benefit everybody in communities? That is probably the biggest, most macro challenge because innovation and people never stop. And as they keep on going, there, there are other 
people that are lagging behind, other countries that are lagging behind, what do we do to compress that gap between the haves and the haves not? That to me is where I see the biggest challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're thinking globally, which, you know, fits your profile and what you're doing as far as your, your work. We tend to work more um, in terms of national issues and Colorado issues, but the same exact thing applies Yes, because we're seeing particularly on workforce issues when you have some gaps, uh, you know, how do you create the workforce of tomorrow? And we've, we've actually done some work in that that I think is pretty compelling, but it's it's certainly a problem that's going to be around for a long time. And then and then it's interesting to think about those gaps when you when you go to that global perspective. So. You've got to be dedicated. You can't. You've got to drive with tenacity and focus. You can't give up. It's it's a challenge because it is a um, it is so important when you start talking about workforce development. And I'll use that warehouse example again. They come and go. It's a safety related issue. They just like buzz in, buzz out. I got to go. I got another opportunity here. And from a business perspective, how do you manage that? How do you create that workforce of the future? And I, I, I just. It's an exciting time, but you you can't give up. That's when we fail and you don't want to give up, you know? Right, absolutely. Well, tell me what's, we talked a little bit about challenges in COVID. What's Mm -hmm. next for you as far as how you're innovating or how you're like, is there some mountain you're ready to climb next in terms of an industry you want to tap into? You know, what's, what's next for Scott? Okay, so... Outside of the box, this is just like way out there. Don't, don't, you know, it's a journey. And I always take to say that this is a journey. So if, if I'm in and I'm committed to me, Scott McKenzie, industrial talk media, committed to industrial entertainment, what does that look like? Right. So I've got this category, industrial entertainment, because if it's entertaining, if I can, and with the team of people create entertaining content that's industrial specific, then the consumption of that information is greater, right? I'm not going to sit there. I don't, I don't want to bore people to death. So how do you make something really cool, like cybersecurity cool, so that people consume it, right? You know, you know, I know Gail, and we've been talking about a community that is truly dependent on each other. That when, if, if, I'm, if I'm committed to education, collaboration, and innovation, that is a model that requires everybody to have a, like-minded focus on everybody's success. To do that, you've got to be able to market. You've got to be able to create that that buzz and be able to help everybody succeed. I call it, hold on. Wait for it. Industrial (laughs) neighborhood. And the reason I want that is because there's a picture. Like I've got a neighbor right next door, right? I want that neighbor to be a success. I will help that neighbor any way, shape, or can, right? Boom, right there. The same thing has to exist within industry. We've got to lift everybody up. And to do that, we've got to have that dialogue. And to do that, get on the podcast. Let's have this conversation. Let's bring out the human side. Let's promote you in such a way. And then open up opportunities for you. Like, okay, Acme, you need to meet this this company over here. Make the introduction so that everybody succeeds. That to me is a really exciting time because I believe you could truly, truly change lives and communities in a big way. But do it with a sense of just absolute tenacity. Just do it. And it can be done because we've got it right now. It's, it's like podcast. What the heck? Technology. You can do it. Industrial neighborhood. Come on. <laughs> Industrial neighborhood. I Come like on that. in, baby. It's it, the, the water. Nice. Warm. I'm moving in. Moving and on I've in because heard... I'm here to help you and I'm going to bring you, you a, a casserole of success. <laughs> Do they make casseroles anymore? 
Is that a thing, Scott? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to the casserole. Absolutely. <laughs> that that's, a, that's a plate of deliciousness right there. Well, and I've never heard the term industrial entertainment. It sounds like you coined that as well. Giddy up. That's yeah, right. It does. It paints a picture. You're saying, yeah, I got the industrial. <gasps> it's entertaining too. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. Well, well done, my friend. Scott, it's been <laughs> so fun to hear more about what you're up to. Tell everybody kind of at the end of the podcast, where can they find you? Where can they oh. find you on your on the web? What what do you want folks to do to help engage with what you're what you're cooking up? Go to industrialtalk.com right there. And then of course I got robots. It'll say, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? And all you have to say is, yeah, I want to be on the podcast. Boom. I fire it out. I get a hold of you and it's all good. It's all automated, but just go out to industrialtalk.com support. Just listen to what these industry leaders are talking about and, and just support them, reach out to them on LinkedIn, become their partners, whatever you want to do, but support the effort of really creating this community of industry, gosh, trailblazers. They're just wonderful people. It's cool. Well, we appreciate being an ally for you with Colorado Business Roundtable and definitely are like-minded. You know, convening and collaborating is what Gail set out to do from the very, very beginning of the Business Roundtable. You guys do a great job. I I listen to what, what, what takes place. You, Debbie, and the rest of the team, they do, you do a fantastic job. It's inspirational. You just keep up, keep doing the job. Well, good. Same yeah. same to you. And I'm excited to move into the neighborhood, the industrial neighborhood. So thanks for the invite. Well, deliciousness. <laughs> You're good. welcome. Join. <laughs> thanks. Well, th- thanks everyone for joining us. Scott, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and appreciate everyone being on uh, this episode of Profits and Purpose. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.